0: In this episode of Wisdom Talks, John Barter continues the collected teachings of the Buddha with the four spiritual emotions. It's a way of interfacing life, both internal and external, with kindness and care. So we uh, continue our uh, pilgrimage. Our pilgrimage through the um, collected uh, teachings with regards to... uh, numbered teachings, and especially at the moment, the various teachings that relate to uh, sets of four. So, sets of four. We may then wonder, how could, how should, how would a mind that's freed from identification with the egoic self, the sense of self, how would that mind relate and interface with life? How would a mind that's not identified with or as self, the delusion of and confusion of being caught into and caught up as a self, how would that mind relate, interface, respond to life? And the answer is, with care. So, here, with care means being both caring and careful. So, the uh, optimal word being care, so caring and careful. And we could say that um, relating in terms of being Caring is a mindful kindness towards all experience, and then being careful is a mindful wisdom towards all experience, and here the experience is both internal and then external towards oneself, towards others, others is inclusive of uh, beings, all beings, and also things as well. So a, uh, a mindful kindness and a mindful wisdom in the way of relating to experience. And this approach, this approach is very much uh, encompassed in what the Buddha spoke about as the Brahma Vihara. So obviously a, um, a Buddhist word, a, from the ancient Indian language of early Buddhism, Brahma Vihara, of which there are four, obviously. And so, uh, here, the four Brahma-Vihara, we might uh, translate the word uh, Brahma-Vihara first. So, two words, Brahma, often translated as uh, divine, divinity, divine. Uh, I tend to translate it as, in this context, as spiritual. And then, Vihara. Vihara is the word that generally translates as abode or abiding or a dwelling and um, can often be used um, as, a, as a dwelling place. Often um, monks might refer to where they live as a vihara. I'm going back to the vihara tonight. So a place of, of being, abiding in, abiding from. And so the Brahma vihara become... Becomes often translated as a divine abiding, the divine abiding, or maybe sublime abiding or spiritual abidings. But what they are are psycho spiritual, um, psychological, um, spiritual, and also bodies involved in this as well. They are psycho-spiritual, psycho spiritual, uh, psycho physical ways of relating to experience and um, because they're very much felt then I tend to translate them as emotions even though emotions is quite limited in in what we tend to appreciate as emotions but um, uh, probably in contemporary use we could use the word the four Brahma Vihara are spiritual emotions as opposed to uh, say worldly mundane emotions And so whether the mind is freed from identification with or as the egoic individual separate self or not, these four spiritual emotions become a very wise way of relating to experience. In uh, in this, um, we can appreciate that um, a mind that is certainly freed from ignorance, freed from delusion, freed from uh, confusion, uh, freed from self-centeredness, therefore does have uh, a whole lot more energy to relate to, experience, and connect in a more caring and um, careful way, as opposed to a mind that's absorbed into self-centeredness, caught up in self-belief, the mind identified with and as the self so therefore a great sense of self-concern and therefore less concern for the welfare and well-being of others so that um, in a way the the four spiritual emotions are an expression of something very very worthwhile that would that they, they would be how an enlightened mind relates to the world responds to the world of experience especially in a mind-heart-felt way. So the Buddha points these out as being a template to align to, to, uh, to develop even. And certainly they, the four spiritual emotions, the four vihara, relate to meditations that actually cultivate and develop this way of being, being into the world, interfacing life, a uh, modus operandi, the way of operating and interfacing through these. As opposed to their opposites and the opposite of um, um, well we'll go into what they what they actually are but the opposite would be that would which is unwholesome unskillful more according to self as opposed to a a, a, um, a concern for the the well-being of others the four spiritual emotions are um, basically the first one is Meta so The Buddhist word metta, which translates as um, a mindful kindness towards all beings. Self as well, to self and other. A mindful kindness towards all beings. The second one, karuna, is uh, a mindful concern and compassion for others, and also for oneself at times as well. The third one, mudita, is a a mindful gladness and joy with and for others. And then the last one, upeka, this is a, a mindful wisdom and compassion, we'd even say a mindful, wise, compassionate and calm in relating to all experience, especially in terms of experiences that are um, distressing, upsetting, unsettling. So the issues and illnesses that um, we might experience, the ways of the, the world that would otherwise be upsetting and distressing. So whilst uh, all these four spiritual emotions have a foundation in the fundamental care and kindness, let's say, they do become, beyond the first one, a bit more specific in in what they would be used for, the particular experience that they would maybe uh, be approached um, and engaged with, um, and certainly... Um, it would be up to the individual to determine which one of them is appropriate uh, in uh, whatever situation is is happening. But they very much become a, a powerful alliance and a um, um, a dynamic dynamic energy for being able to engage into experience, and therefore in doing so, they're counteracting the the opposites. So the opposite of um, a, a mindful kindness and care towards experience would be um, a um, a uh, um, irritated frustration, certainly an uncaring you know, irritation towards um, oneself, towards others, towards things. The um, second one, so rather than a uh, a mindful uh, concern and compassion would be a, uh, a frustrated ill will or anger towards others' self and things. And then the, the third one, so rather than a mindful gladness and joy, would uh, be something along the lines of a um, resentful, um, envious um, um, dislike. And then the, uh, the last one, so rather than being a, a mindful, wise, um, compassionate care, would be more like a, a, a frustrated, distraction, um, um, overwhelm towards experience. So obviously for ourselves, we probably experience all of them in both the the positive and the negative but uh, as a practice for cultivating that which is wholesome healthy skillful worthwhile the the four spiritual emotions become a template for guiding the mind and energizing the mind towards uh, those those four ways of relating to experience and and we could also say that um they do they do um encompass the whole of our being so Thoughts, mental states, the felt experience, uh, maybe then into behaviour, both in terms of speech and bodily actions. So they they become an expression of something that's that's whole, a whole being approach to to life that's very wholesome and and skillful and very very worthwhile. Because they are a whole approach to life, then they have great benefit psychologically. They help to both guard against, um, limit negative mental states. And um, because they are wholesome emotions, they have a a positive biochemical foundation, which is very, very healingful for the body. So protecting the body against potential illnesses. And what um, we've spoken about as the psycho-spiritual immune system is enhanced by these four spiritual emotions. And... um, Also, in terms of um, uh, behavior, they also help to facilitate wholesome behavior and therefore relationships as well. They're the foundation of developing and and sustaining wholesome, skillful relationships with oneself, intrapersonally, and then also interpersonally with others. In fact, um, by practicing, developing, engaging, using these, these four spiritual emotions they have four outcomes that um, are benefit benefited from them. First is that um, the person using them engaging from them being them is enhanced so they help the person using them. Uh, secondly, they benefit the person or the, the, the group of people or the the beings could be an animal a pet that, um, is receiving these qualities, so the other benefits from them. Thirdly, the relationship, the quality of the relationship is enhanced. So the phenomena of relationship is enhanced as well. And then, fourthly, the world at large is enabled, enhanced in terms of benevolence, wholesomeness, goodness through these. So they become a very, very important, powerful approach uh, a felt heart-mind approach to, to life, which is why the Buddha made great emphasis of uh, the importance of developing them and, uh, and using them. And uh, in fact, there's a, uh, a lovely discourse called the Karaniya Metta Sutta, the discourse on, uh, on metta or uh, that um, uh, kindness and care, that the Buddha spoke about and um, encouraged monks and people to, to chant these particular verses, and by doing so to cultivate this warmth of heart in the way in the way of relating then to self and especially to others as a protection and also as a way of um, uh, enabling and engaging and enhancing relationship, conscious relationship. And the story goes that there were uh, a number of monks and the, the Buddha said to these monks, I want you to go and spend your retreat period in a particular forest. And so the monks went there, but the forest was fre- frequented by, or actually was an abode of various beings. And some of these beings were spirit beings that uh, lived in the trees and around the rocks and so forth, um, sort of earth, earth um, Spiritual beings, nature deities, and um, they didn't like the monks sort of taking over their space, and so they they um, made the monks become afraid and scared by um, when the monks were meditating. These spirit beings disturbed their meditation, and the monks The monks got scared. Went back to the Buddha and said that we can't stay there; it's haunted. The forest is haunted. <laughs> and the Buddha knew that knew what had gone on. And so he said, um, the forest, you, you may have been haunted, but the forest is not haunted. Uh, you need to go back and spend your retreat period there. But I will equip you with these verses of, of metta, of um, kindness and care to reflect upon, to chant, to feel and to emanate out to all beings and creatures in that area. So the monks uh, received this teaching. Um basically learnt the, the verses, went back, and then chanted and recited and felt this wonderful warmth of kindness and care towards all beings. And the, the beings in that, um, in that forest were, were happy, rejoiced, and happy to have the monks there. And they all had a great retreat. End of story. <laughs> but um, it is it is a, a wonderful quality of, of kindness and care to generate, to cultivate, because it becomes something that's most worthwhile, not just for ourselves, but certainly for others. And if we do really care about others, we, we also then need to care about ourselves, because the, in, the, in the sense that the, if we are caring for others, it's like caring for the carer of the others, which is about developing these qualities so that we we feel them within ourselves. We have that these wonderful qualities that empower our being that then can flow on to others. We, we become that benevolent force, that dynamic energy of, uh, of worth and well-being. And so again, these four spiritual emotions uh, become um, an opportunity for for that. Uh, we, we can certainly go into them in a more specific way, but this is a general overview of, of what they are in terms of how they can be used for various in pretty much all forms of experience you know in a way they are they are encompassing whatever you're experiencing then you can use one of or all of these four to relate to all experience and um, um, some of them are more in terms of uh, just general kindness for the meta um, but particular to people situations that require compassion and concern and then also then if people are happy and joyous and Having joy with them, as opposed to getting resentful and frustrated that they got something that maybe we wanted, A sense of delighting and being gladdened the fact that they're happy, and then with some of the issues and challenges of life, having that that mindful, wise, uh, calm, caring approach that helps to not become distressed and overwhelmed by experience, or having to distract from things that are difficult or even just boring. This is boring. I don't want to be here, but being able to have that, that calm, caring approach. So very, very worthwhile to develop and experience. And these qualities, they are they to be coupled with wisdom, otherwise they become uh, problematic. Um, there's uh, too much is being done in the world with just compassion. Um, we'll go and help these natives, we'll bring them religion, we'll, we'll give them clothes, and, and we end up killing them because... Uh, of our diseases and because of our not understanding them. So we might have thought we were compassionate, but we're actually being very unwise. So it's really important to use wisdom with compassion and, and with all of these qualities. That's why the the last quality, which is um, the equanimity, or peka, is the balance of wisdom together with uh, compassion that helps us to see uh, the bigger picture. So beyond what might be um, right now, but actually to see, well, long-term, bigger picture, uh, cause and effect, what's, what's the wise thing to do in a situation? So wisdom's really, really important to see the long-term, bigger picture um, effect of things. And to really understand that if there is um, a disharmony, um, an imbalance, uh, an illness, to not just get rid of the illness but to find what's the, what's the cause of this because we can maybe get rid of the illness, but it'll be back in a different way if we haven't understood and ta- actually taken the cause. These, these four states or qualities, they're, they're four specific situations. So for example, um, um, I've spoken to women that uh, have been on IVF for maybe a number of years trying to get pregnant, and they find, and they and have difficulty with that and the cost, the pain, the emotional drain of it affects their relationships. And then they find it very difficult to go to work because one of their friends that works has got pregnant. And everyone's happy and, and the woman's getting a bit bigger. And, and then this woman that's trying to, trying to um, get pregnant is resentful and, and jealous and angry. And so that's where the opposite would be to have joy. Um, I'm happy for you. That's wonderful. Um, to see women pregnant is wonderful because I'm a woman. It means that I can get pregnant too. Maybe if you never ever see any women pregnant again, and you're a woman, it's like, well, maybe it's just it's not happening anymore in this species, <laughs> where we're we're hatching babies other ways, <laughs> we're, we're growing them in cyberspace. Um, but um, so to have joy to counteract um, envy and uh, resentment, and so that they are specific in in their particular use. Like it to be inappropriate if um, if someone's really happy and and you're not happy with them, you're just really calm, really cool. <laughs> it's a wonderful wonderful, in you know, a very wise way to be, but it's maybe not quite appropriate. <laughs> or if uh, you're at a funeral and you're really happy. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of um, this talk I listened to um, of uh, Ram Dass, who uh, was a um, still-alive spiritual teacher. He was a Harvard professor of psychology and um, was doing experiments with an uh, infamous character called Timothy Leary back in the 60s and doing experiments um, uh, on graduate students and also on themselves, taking LSD, psilocybin, mescaline, psychedelics to sort of see what happens to consciousness. They got thrown out of uni. Uh, They were professors and so um, uh, Richard went off to India and took on a spiritual name, became uh, Ram Das and um, came back and then was sort of teaching and so forth and he recounts going to um, his mother's funeral and he was on um, LSD at the time. And so he's saying, I was was there, everyone's standing around the coffin looking really sad." But I'm there chatting to my mother and we're laughing and obviously his mother's dead, but he's chatting to his mother and we're laughing about old times and and they're all looking going, this guy's weird, what's he on? <laughs> so there's, there's the appropriateness of uh, the right emotion for the right time and place. And certainly that intrapersonal relationship is the foundation of then the inter. Personal relationship. If we can be compassionate and forgiving of ourselves, um, appreciating that we have certain certain attributes, qualities, and so forth, and they they are conditioned and um, they've been created, and that um, in terms of how and who we are, and why we are, and so forth, and then if we can have compassion for our limitation, then we can therefore maybe have compassion when we see those other those qualities and limitations occurring in others. And so, rather than it being we're angered by other people that um, are displaying qualities that we don't like in ourselves, so then if we don't like that, don't like them, but more like compassion for ourselves and therefore compassion for them. Um, maybe they're expressing greater a greater amount of limitation, ignorance, or confusion, or or limitation, but we can use that as an exercise for developing these qualities further. And uh, and especially if we do care about others, as I mentioned before, it's about caring for ourselves because we don't live in isolation, and not in a in a self-centered way. But I would say that also uh, the mind, the mind that that is uh, uh, free from being identified with or as the um, individual egoic self, still has a um, a wise. Uh, care towards the phenomena that is the self, because uh, that's the relational tool, that's the operating system. So so it's not about, um, um, okay, not having this self-concern, but it's it's having a, a wise, caring concern for the self, the self-functioning properly, but not being caught up in and as that self, that self-centeredness that... Uh, the mind that's identified with self or as self, unenlightened, does, does actually get caught into, which again frees a lot more energy to be able to connect and communicate and relate to others, because it's not always back back about back to you know back to me self-centeredness. It's a bit like why uh, people like the Buddha had so much energy to to teach and to share and to care, and um, because they they weren't always uh, caught into um, self-centeredness. These four spiritual emotions help to reduce also fear and um, um, envy and resentment and frustration and um, um, being unsettled. If if uh, if you're at an interview and they were looking, they're trying to unsettle you, so so they really help to empower and also then to radiate those out to even be contagious to the other person. So they they pick up on the kindness and the care and the warmth and the joy and the calmness. They go, wow, we want this guy. So do uh, give some consideration to the four spiritual emotions. They're very, very important and powerful for uh, living into life and feeling into life uh, in a more conscious, wise way. And certainly uh, you can look them up and uh, get more information and detail uh, about them especially if you do a Google search um, the uh, Brahma vihara or uh, I, I did a Google search uh, just today on the four spiritual emotions the only one that, the only link was to a workshop I gave or a retreat <laughs> I gave some time ago <laughs> it the world <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, continue and to uh, make use of them Thanks for coming along and see you next time. That's all for this episode. Until next time, head over to wellawareness.com.au and discover what's on offer to relieve stress and suffering and enhance your health and well-being. Ranging from one-on-one counselling relating to many issues facing individuals in today's modern world to meditation courses and retreats.